Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Imani Talks Astrology. <clears throat> I still have a minor cold, um, but other than that, I clearly sound a lot better. Hopefully next week, or sometime by the end of this week, I am completely not sick anymore. Until then, we'll see. But anyway, um, how are you guys doing? How are things? Good, good, awesome. Cool, I don't know why I'm talking to you like you can respond. Anyway, this week we're talking about Mercury Retrograde, which as we know was on Halloween, um, October 31st, and it was at 11.41 a.m. Eastern Standard Time from Washington, D.C. Uh, this week, my love language is being left the fuck alone. Period. Uh, lots of weird things some like weird shit um well my car was partially vandalized um in the dead of the night uh on halloween i couldn't park it in front of my apartment because there was no parking anywhere and i had gotten home really really late so i had to park my car somewhere where i could not see it um and when i went to go pick up my car it was did not look the way that it did when I had parked it. Um, but everything is okay. Um, yeah, so that is that that has been my Mercury retrograde surprise. Um, in addition to losing my voice, so it has just been a really good um, time uh, related to. <sighs> um, a Mercury retrograde in the first house. Woo! Anyway, um, this retrograde is is very gentle. Um, as I've mentioned before, um, the things that we see in the chart definitely have a lot more to do with uh. Um, what you make of it, right? So, so that is one really big thing to kind of keep in mind uh, with this Mercury retrograde. That is, it is what you make of it. Um, and I've seen in my own life that you know I've been given just enough rope to hang myself and and the question is am I going to do it and I've decided I'm not going to but um it's frustrating and it's annoying uh is the the best way to kind of describe this retrograde um the mercury will be retrograde until the 20th of November the final day of uh one of the final days of um
Scorpio season. And the chart is wild, 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 wild. I was just like, whoa. Um, it, for some of you, um, myself included in this, it may feel like this time is incredibly fatalistic. And for a lot of reasons, it absolutely is. Um, the really the last two really major lunations have fell in the shadow of this Mercury retrograde, and it has been kind of like uh, you know when like you move and like you move all of the stuff out of the home, right? All of the boxes are packed; they're all on their way to wherever it is that you're going next. And there is a need to just uh, do a final walkthrough, clean up, and say goodbye um, so that you can move on. And, and in a way, that's, that's kind of like exactly what's, what's happening um, or that I see with my own life, um, but that, which you may kind of see with yours as well. Um, and we'll talk about the why a little bit. Um, I'm going to take a quick break so that I can get some water and make my voice not sound like this. <coughs> and then we'll get in there and we'll talk about this. Okay. Sit. <clears throat> Ooh, that's hot. Anyway, so. Again, the same theme of there not being any air in the sky is still there. Um, And so the thing about that is, well, (laughs) one way that that can manifest, and it's it's, kind of odd because it is a Mercury retrograde, is that uh, Anne Ortley refers to it as there being no words, right? So it can be very easy for you to like not have a voice at all um or to feel like you don't have a voice to feel like you don't have the words to describe what's going on um it can be easy to become misconstrued things to become misconstrued or misunderstood it can be really easy to just not um, or for there to be a layer of understanding that is just missing. But also, given the fact that there is lots of water there, you know, it is a, there is a potential for things to not really need to be said, right? In, in some instances, the writing is on the wall, and, it, and it's very clear, um, and there's a, a deep emotional understanding you know the thing about water mercuries and water signs in general um if you're around a lot of them you know there isn't always necessarily like a need to to talk about things because there is a way that we have the ability to communicate with each other that transcends language and um i've watched uh if you guys are like into channeled messages, um, Amanda Ellis had channeled um, Prince a really, really like maybe like a couple months ago. 
Um, and he was talking about how in the future, language um, or in the terms of the direct, and this is something that Amanda Ellis has talked about often, um, about how language is slowly becoming obsolete. Not necessarily obsolete, but it's becoming a lesser form and way of us communicating with each other. And it's very evident during a time in which words, you know, we're in the time of like words mean things, right? Um, And the way that we can kind of see language as it's being signified and and kind of showing the gaps in um, our language and how there is so much that is is missed out on um, or implied through language um, you know, when we talk about, you know, like gendered language, right? Um, or even microaggressions, um, or even, uh, to like throw it, take it back, you know, um, in the eighties, um, with the Republican party, um, and, you know, the language of states' rights, right? And so language being used to misconstrue things and, and to quite honestly, to confuse people, um, and even in a, in a way that's harmful. And I think as we're coming up with better ways to communicate with one another, what I've also seen is that there is an an added layer of, of sensitivity and understanding that that people seem to have as they become more empathetic and intentional about language use. And lots of times, a lot of things just don't need to be said, right? And and things can be communicated um, in in other ways, through, through body, through just being, right? You know, water signs are very, uh, and water sign mercuries are very, like, telepathic. It's like, I don't need to tell you, like, it's already understood. Um, and so it can be both of those things, right? Um, I think it depends on where people are at on that spectrum and, and understanding and awareness of, of language. Of course, people who most people are likely going to, you know, because there aren't any words, there isn't any, you know, tangible, and I put quotation marks around that because the thing about air, um, shout out to Lily Lionpaw, um, I was talking to her, she talked about a tornado and she was like, you know, the thing about tornadoes, um, is that they're made of wind and wind, you can't see it. It's not there, but yet it has a, the ability to kind of bring in things and kind of cause self and cause destruction, right? And so there is this power that we give to the air quality, which is necessary for for breathing, for communicating, for communing with people. But it also is something that in a sense is non-existent. It's real because we make it real. And it's real because we're able to put together the pieces and, and bring it together in a way that gives it power. I don't know if that makes sense, right? Um, Anyway, most of the planets in um, the chart, so the Ascendant is at 27 degrees Sagittarius. And I know someone out there 
is like, ooh, I know what that means. Shout out to that person. For those who do not know what that means, the ascendant is incredibly powerful um, on this Mercury retrograde because it is conjunct the galactic center. And the galactic center is the center of our universe, right? And so it can kind of point to lots of like really intense downloads, but it also kind of speaks to why this is such a really important kind of culminating transition um, rather than like a time for miscommunication. It's a time to tie up loose ends um, for a lot of things related to relationships and, and value um, and and what you need from from other people, which is which is something that we've talked about. Um, you know what? Let me just say this really quickly. It's very annoying that I just said that. I really thought that I could... Someone just messaged me. I really thought I could avoid this Mercury retrograde people coming out of the woodwork after years. Years. But here we are. Ugh, the devil. Anyway, as I was saying, um, you know, why it's this really big... Well, I guess it's a time to tie up loose ends. Um, the... um. <coughs> Ah. I'm so annoyed. Okay. The, um, I need to, maybe that will stop notifications and messages from coming in. Um, so yeah, in terms of like why it's like a really big culminating point, it's less about like, oh my God, it's a scary Mercury retrograde. And it's like, no, it's an opportune Mercury retrograde. Are you going to take advantage of the the opportunities that are kind of lying in front of you that are kind of happening, right? Um, what the hell are you going to do? Let's see. Um, and so the Ascendant again is at the Galactic Center. That's not something I knew too much about, so I checked out um, astrology club to get some information. And so basically with this ascendant at, at 27 degrees Sagittarius, what lies at the helm, what's steering the direction of this Mercury retrograde is freedom and, and truth and, and justice and a, and a need to expand the beliefs, to expand the mind, to be adventurous, to grow, um, to see what's available um, to you uh, and what direction to kind of go into um, next. What serves as our guiding light? You know, what's leading us into this next iteration? You know, this is very much so a, we're wrapping up 2019. Like what you're going to find over the next couple of um months as we're ending the 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 calendar year is that it's literally just uh end this end this end this end this end this end this all of the planets are going to go direct um we'll of course in december get into when we go into this period of uh all direct planets which i think is coming really really soon which is oh my god ready um 
And the thing about the galactic center and when things are conjuncted, so given the fact that like we're looking through the world in a very forward thinking and adventurous way, it, it, um, ooh, I was talking to astrologer Morgan. He's so awesome. Um, he's a Gemini. You guys know I fucking love Geminis. Um, he referred to fire as, um, the fire modality as, or I'm sorry, element, not modality, as consciousness, um, which is the perfect way to describe it because fire has its connection to spirituality, even though don't, you know, personality astrology Twitter um, (laughs) likes to talk about spirituality through the lens of water signs, which is incredibly true. But I think if anyone remembered the the episode about the um, the weighing uh, of the the soul, where we were talking about souls, right? And what I found about, you know, souls in particular in in the way that they were defined um by uh those of ancient kemet uh egypt ancient egypt um in the egyptian book of the dead is that there is a tripartite soul model and a part of what a, a part part of what is the soul um uh, are some of the the faculties that make us human Um, bravery, courage, sexuality, anger, you know, all of these very dynamic emotions um, that exist within us are related to the fire element and they are the embodiment of consciousness. How do we know that we are alive, you know, through the energy that we that we naturally exude that shows aliveness that shows existence you know we live on a planet where things can thrive and live because there is a sun it is the fire element right um we have a heartbeat we have uh you know just all of these things that are deeply you know the heart uh the head um the thighs all of these things are connected to signs of of the water um i'm not i'm sorry of the fire element and are all really big parts of of movement and and change right uh of movement and and just things that animate and bring the body to life and that's what the fire um element is about it's about consciousness and 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 it's not something that's physical and tangible if anybody knows anything about like the seat of consciousness it's not in the physical body right? There are signs that it is a thing that exists in the physical body, but it is a vehicle and it is a a, a thing that, you know, that doesn't exist within the body. It is of spirit, right? And it is of the soul. Um, And so kind of referring to, and we'll kind of get into some of the other things related to the fire element that kind of show up in the chart that are really important. Um, but the, he, so Morgan had, um, talked about, um, fire being consciousness and expansion 
being the idea of many different actions of one. So expansion, the expansive energy of Sagittarius is about having many different ways to explore consciousness, right? And so in a way, it's as if all of these different pathways are lighting up or a particular pathway is lighting up that shows you a very different way and a very different gateway. Or there's just a knowing that there are many different ways for this new cycle of your life to kind of come in. Um, It is a matter of aligning with the one that is most true at this time. Another person that I'll reference, Starseed Energetics, um, she talked about there being, you know, lots of times we can emotionally be attached to a particular doorway to get to something um, because of how that doorway makes us feel, right? And I think this is something that I've been dealing with. And it may be something that, you know, as we talk through this episode that kind of resonates with, with, with you as well, um, where it's like we become addicted to this one path um, to go through when in reality there are so many doorways um, that can lead to that same destination, right? And it's very dependent on, you know, divine timing and, and what at this moment is, is, is meant to kind of happen and what doorway is meant to kind of go through. And so there is a need as there is this opening of the subconscious mind um, and we explore our our personal depths. And this is fantastic that this is happening during the this, this Mercury retrograde. Um, there is a need to release old emotions, traumas, and wounds in order to shift into a new paradigm. And a part of shifting into that new paradigm has a lot to do with letting bygones be got bygones. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, just letting things fizzle out and not being eager to carry these same emotional responses with us into this new period that we're entering that's completely different, Right. Um, in terms of the, another thing to kind of mention, we have a, all these interceptions, um, an intercepted first and seventh house with, um, with, um, Capricorn and Cancer intercepted. Uh, respectively, right? Because we have a Sag um, on the Ascendant. So all of the, it can be a bit, you know, what I'll say of that is it's important to remember that boundaries that you create for yourself, um, they, you consistently have to, um, be intentional about um hmm, about reinforcing them it's not just a one time thing um and it quite honestly with the interception it it makes it a little bit uh difficult um to access 
the energy, um, the Capricorn and Cancerian energy. Um, and so what you'll find is it may be a little bit frustrating, um, to kind of consistently have to tell people like, Hey, this is what I need from you. Or, or this is what, you know, I expect, you know, and like having to continue to have that conversation, but all of it in some very kind of weird and annoying convoluted way, um, being a opportunity for you to really kind of stand in, you know, whatever nurturing needs and emotional boundaries that you've placed for yourself over the last couple of of months, um, and, and really kind of training or, or convincing, you know, kind of training you to be very, um, hard fought when it, when it comes to those things and be like, nope, I'm not compromising. Like, this is a boundary that I have. This is what I expect. Right. So, and I would say, so during this Mercury retrograde, there may be an air of confusion about, you know, what it is that you're trying to build for yourself and, you know, the direction that you're supposed to be going in and like, is this boundary thing even working? Is this life that I'm even, if that I'm building for myself, is it even, is it even what I want it to be, you know, and, and asking yourself some kind of odd and hard questions um, about that. Um, we do have to remember that the Mercury retrograde is, it's re-retrograde, redo, renew, re, revisit, uh, re-establish, um, review, uh, remember, um, rewrite. And so it, it could be, especially since this is a time where people are coming from the past, unfortunately, um, especially people a part of, you know, communities that you find important or people that have had a, especially romantic partners that have had a relationship to you that, you know, is related to some deep intersections of, of your being, you know, relationships to particular traumas that you've had that kind of come back and having the opportunity to, in a sense, rewrite that narrative and that story and and in some instances, remind, reconcile, mm, okay. Um, and so to kind of get into it, what I see is that there is a lot of hmm, a lot of potential energy that sits in this chart in terms of being able to just tie up loose ends um and in the nicest way, I'll say this, you know, and just like move the fuck on um there are a lot of things that I feel like we keep testing ourselves on thing tests that we've already passed right and we keep trying to prove to ourselves like okay like I I know that I've learned this thing like I you know I was talking to a friend yesterday you know about 
the process of of getting over somebody um and how I felt the need so like I personally deal with this thing where I try to you know make somebody the bad guy like in order for this not to work anymore like it has to be that I was wronged and that you were a bad person and facing a circumstance in which a person um that I've dealt with for for some time now is does not fit that mold right and and kind of getting people to kind of tell me what I want to hear in terms of like oh this person is bad and he is an asshole fuck him get the fuck over him and it's like this need to feel like pain has to be inflicted in order to to make that final cut to to sever the tie and in talking to a friend who knows the situation a lot better um and knows the person in particular she's just like I'm sorry but like those things just aren't true like it's just a matter of things not lining up or not working like nobody is a bad person it just it is what it is and you know my thought was like why am I testing myself you know I've I've learned things the hard way many times before and this just isn't an instance in which I need to do that it's an instance in which I need to just let it go because I don't need to worry about it anymore, right? And I think the thing about the Scorpio energy is that there's this ob- obsessiveness that we often have with emotional responses, feelings, and ideas of our own value and and, and worth and communication style where there is this need or where we kind of feel like in order to get it, in order to like live and to, you know, make it through this particular cycle or lesson, like it has to be painful. Like it has to hurt. Like it has to hurt. Like I have to feel pain. This is going to make me feel pain. And for a lot of us having to outgrow that, you know, and know that like, no, like sometimes you just have to let go of things and it doesn't have to be dramatic. It doesn't have to be you know, emotionally intense or volatile, it can just be over, right? And hopefully that kind of, you know, resonates with with somebody besides myself, um, you know, and to kind of talk a little bit more. And so like, again, you know, going back to the Steve Judd video, if this is a Mercury retrograde that's hard for you, it's your own fault. Because it's just not that. It's communicate your needs, know what it is that you want, you know, revisit. If people want to come back and apologize or say or do whatever the fuck that they want to do, that's fine. Let them do that, you know. Um, A part of, so like the really main, there aren't a lot of aspects to Mercury. There are two, okay. Um, There is a conjunction between Venus and Mercury. And then there is a very, 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 very loose trine to Chiron. And so again, going back to the idea of, yep, there we go, um, of inflicting pain unnecessarily on self. 
there is a long way that we have kind of came in terms of, you know, our understanding of of who we are and the things that we know about ourselves and our identity and how it's been stifled, how it's been controlled, how it's been manipulated, you know, the parts of ourself that are worth advocating for, you know, and at this point, we have a very clear understanding of, you know, what it is that we expect from other people, right? And and how we're able to kind of communicate any particular needs that we have. It's all about communicating relationship expectations and needs, uh, the awareness of hidden messages in relationships, um, hidden truths um, and dynamics um, that we see play out in, in our relationships. Again, going back to the idea of like what... Um, thoughts, attitudes, um, words do we use, ideas do we have about our relationships um, that are centered around pain that's been in, inflicted upon us or or by a trauma um, or by secrets or by things that we can't see, you know, and you know how have have those things impacted what our view of relationships and what it is that we do and do not deserve from other people it it's very much so about the hidden dynamics you know in the last episode we talked a lot about you know what that means identity wise in terms of the the different intersections of our, our identities and the you know if you are a part of like a marginalized group or if there are particular things that you have experiences with in your family and in your life um and and being able to kind of see or feel into um how those things have impacted how relationships have shown up in in your life and and to be quite honest you know it's a really big point where it's like hey it's time to transcend that shit and it's time to move on to something different um venus has moved out of um Scorpio since uh Mercury has went retrograde and it is now in Sagittarius that happened on Friday the the 1st um and so even then it's like we have new horizons emotional we have new romantic horizons to go into we have new horizons to to go into in terms of interpersonal relationships that are a lot more exciting and and captivating um and fun and so we have the opportunity to take you know the intensity that we feel of of like past and 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 current relationship dynamics and be able to make that into a new you know, at the core of it, there's this this desire for this deep knowing and understanding and this desire to be deeply understood and known by other people and f- to feel like you're able to build, you know, really deep and intense, beautiful, um, intense, Im- intimate connections with other people, but without it being centered around one trauma and then to just really outdated, unneeded, 
ideas about relationships and value, right? And it's even in a way an an analysis of like, oh, like this is, these are the resources that I have available to me, right? This is, hmm, the emotional debt or the the debt of you know the the way that I feel so being able to look through and see the way that you felt indebted to other people or in ways in which relationships have been so much more about matching the intensity of the other person rather than it being a um a a symbiotic I guess, kind of relationship and, and interaction with one another. Um, and being able to kind of look back through that and kind of see the ways that, you know, people have projected ideas of value um, and worth onto you, the ways that you've had a kind of uh, fucked up relationship with with money. I definitely think this is a time in which, you know, looking back at at debts and things that are owed to you, but things that you owe to other people. And even kind of, you know, looking through your your memory banks, because the mercury element, right? Um, And like being able to see like, you know, where is it that you have kind of been, quite frankly, addicted to you know, it being like, I was wronged, or I did this, or, or or like, I was wronged, and this person did this to me, and I need this, and like, blah, 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 but like, being able to kind of see the other side of things, and how you've kind of contributed to that spiral, because there were so many needs that you had that you weren't talking about, that you, you know, expected somebody to understand but couldn't possibly understand because you didn't share it and it being a really great opportunity for you to finally be able to share those things so with the the midheaven is um at 19 degrees libra and so uh, mars is conjunct the the midheaven and is slowly approaching a square with pluto that's going to be fun. It's going to be on the 4th, which is tomorrow. Yeah, which is tomorrow. Um, and that will be, hey, my screen time is down. Shout out to me. Anyway, um, I'm so distracted. So the, you know, with, so the public facing self is trying to be diplomatic and, and being very kind of relationship centered and trying to be understood in relationship to other people but also it's kind of like knowing are you trying to sacrifice some part of yourself or sacrificing some of your some of your needs you know in order to to play nice and this is something that we talked about in the Scorpio season episode right and so Mars is still square to Saturn. And so again, it was like what, you know, you have these boundaries and you have this particular life that you um, are building for yourself. What are you going to do about it? You know, like, 
we can only be so nice, we can only do so many things for for other people, what action step in the short term are you going to take for you that allows this to be fair and that allows you to kind of honor both sides and honor the truth of what's happened, right? And and being able to in a way speak speak your truth and at least do that, you know, is is incredibly important. And then when Mars meets up with Pluto in tomorrow, <laughs> um it's going to be about okay, what patterns need to be destroyed? Given this life that you're building for yourself, what do we need to take apart? What relationships just don't need to exist anymore? Uh, you know, and it, it's not even a very like action oriented, you know, transit. It's very just like having the, the conscious awareness of like, it's time to go in a new direction. Or this is a different direction that that needs to be opened up. Or like, let's make space for another direction. There's really a big element of, again, given the fact that like establishing boundaries has to be done again and again and again and again and again. You know, things that you may hear. I didn't know you felt that way. Um, There may be fear of of what you're feeling or exploring fears related to why you do and do not share particular relationships that you need. And so again, it's an opportunity for you to be very transparent or you can be very secretive. Um and and there may you may come across people that decide that they want to be very secretive. On the sun is going to catch up with Mercury in the next like week and a half um and it will be an opportunity to share right um so november 11th at 10:35 a.m. eastern standard time sun and mercury will be conjunct and they will have this conversation the thing about sun combust mercury whenever the sun is in um it is conjunct a planet is combust because who the sun can you know, the sun is ego. And so it can be really easy when the sun, especially is conjunct Mercury. Um, if you don't have the, if you haven't used the introspective quality um, of the the Mercury retrograde, um, you know, because there there's a really big element of lots of different secrets kind of coming out. Um, and so with that there's lots of things that we can do with secrets we can become really angry and upset we can use them against people we can use them against ourselves and so it, it there is a mindfulness that you do need to have about what you're doing with the information that you're gaining right it definitely is a time in which it can be used to self-destruct um or to self-sabotage um yourself and your growth and so it's not even really about the person or the people that are kind of coming up. And again, people, important people that may come up, there may be things related to other people's children. There may be things related to um, friends. 
um, related to community members, um, especially romantic partners that have, oh my God, um, romantic partners that have been friend, your friend or are a friend of yours or part of a community that you're in, um, people that you think are supposed to add value to your life, so people that you trust, um, you know, that that is a community, right? The people that hold you and hold space for you um, really are, are really big kind of players um, in, in this, in this, okay? In addition to that, I will definitely say um, this is a, a transit in which you can become, you know, your own enemy with with mars on the the south i'm sorry mars on the ascent the 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 midheaven the midheaven is about um rise and fall and so there is a kind of a lot standing on i don't say this to add like a pressure or anything but i say this to bring into the awareness the seriousness of decision making and in terms of the ways that the the scales will fall and and the paradigm that you're pushing yourself into you know make this about being able to close up doors and op- open up opportunities to be able to see something in a very different way and i think naturally there will be an ability to see things from multiple sides um and see things uh very truthfully and and see them for what they are um that doesn't necessarily mean that you know you have to be really hard on um people or or on yourself um and so just there being you know it's okay to just be like you know, like if you're at a restaurant and like they get your order wrong, you don't have to go off on them, right? You can just be like, excuse me, this isn't correct. Could you please fix this, right? And, you know, how they respond to you is on them, right? Um, but you advocating for yourself and and proposing what's what's fair of a situation is important but like hearing people out is important as well um I don't I would hope I don't really think uh I would hope that you know the people and the things that are coming up aren't necessarily extremely intense I I don't get the feeling that they are I think you know it's again just a lot of like loose ends and things that just need to be tied up Okay, um, let me look at the Chandra symbol, 28 degree, oh, I remember this one, I've read this one for a client before, oh, um, to finish my thought about, so, <laughs> in terms of becoming your own enemy, moon and Jupiter in the 12th house, conjunct each other in a very tight conjunction it's a waxing crescent um moon so struggling to release 
you know, old habits and emotional dependencies that are just very, you know, hard fought, like, and, and that we just feel extremely connected to that we're just like, this is the way that I'm used to dealing with things. And it's like, okay, like, we need to transcend that. Okay, perfect. So Scorpio 28 degrees. And oh, it's very, let me say this, it it can be very easy to be very dramatic, um, emotionally dramatic. And I feel like going back to that idea of the Sagittarian expansive different ways to experience and achieve consciousness, applying that emotionally. It's being able to honor your emotional range and be able to kind of note where you are addicted to particular emotional responses. Yeah. So it's like, I'm used to feeling this type of way about this particular thing, right? Or even like what I was saying before, and maybe that particular instance didn't resonate with you in terms of like being addicted to like having to learn things through pain, right? And it's like, no, like what, in what spaces are you kind of limiting your emotional range um, and your ability to emotionally process and cope because you're so addicted to a particular way of, of, of processing things emotionally. Okay. Um, so Scorpio 28 degrees is where we have our Mercury, the king of the fairies approaching his domain, the capacity in man to recognize and to pay homage to an integrating principle at the core of all existence. This one is really nice. This rather peculiar picture tells us perhaps a good deal about limitations of the mind of the clairvoyant who saw it. Though it can be related to the symbolism of the various creatures of the spiritual world mentioned in some alchemical and Roscur... Oh, I do not know how to say that word. Um, some alchemical books. I'm just going to say that. What seems to be implied is beyond that beyond both outer... And, nature and the realm of the proud ego a spiritual world exists to which the intuitive consciousness of man can pay allegiance in the world all manifesting entities are seen as a, as multiple aspects of a central power and consciousness it is such a central principle of unity that human societies have sought to revere symbolically in human all too human kings in an individual sense the principle is the self uh, it adds a new dimension to the new preceding ones. At this stage, this presence of spiritual unifying factor to be sensed by the individual, perhaps weary of the outer shows of his culture, an inner allegiance begins to polarize the consciousness. This connects perfectly to the conversation that we started at the beginning of this, where it is this, um, we were talking about like the soul, um, and, you know, the seat of consciousness not being this very physical, tangible thing, but it is still representative of the self and the core of who we are. And all of this transit is really just uh, honor about honoring you 
and and honoring what you need and not in a very ego-centered way and not in a way in which it's about you know getting over on people or one-upping people or trying to be the the bringer of karmic retribution it's literally just about you knowing where you are and what you need being able to mention and and say that not because the other person or other people need to hear it but because you need to do that for you you need to show yourself you know that you're ready to move into this next phase you know and to move into this next you know way of 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 being in this next iteration of of self to quickly touch on the direct chart it's going to be during the last quarter moon on november 20th at 2 12 p.m eastern standard time washington dc these numerical synchronicities in the times are crazy so oh my gosh so this chart blew my mind when i saw it because the ascendant is at zero degrees aries the ic is at zero degrees cancer the descendant is at zero degrees Libra, and the midheaven is at zero degrees Capricorn. Reset. It is a reset. It is the initiation into this next iteration. Um, and it is a time in which Jupiter is going to be conjunct the galactic center and so again in terms of so that same point is coming back up and so it is the opening of the subconscious and again and asking to release old emotions traumas and wounds and shift into a new paradigm it's a theme that is continued throughout this entire thing and it's incredibly beautiful um and it is we have chiron is going to be conjunct the uh, ascendant at that time well all of the and the it's going to be the last quarter moon so the moon will be in um capricorn oh okay no i'm sorry it's going to be in um that is not capricorn what is that in virgo oh that's fun um it'll be a couple hours after it's moved out of um yeah, obviously. And so there is just this very big reset um related to the direction um that you're you're kind of being asked to to go into um for this next uh cycle. And that's going to be at uh it will go direct at 11 degrees 35 minutes um Scorpio. And it will be in a really nice sextile to the moon on that day. Let's look at the, we're just going to look at the aspects to Mercury. Mercury is going to be sextile the moon. So again, there is an opportunity to share um, what's, you know, your own hidden truth. And and knowing, you know, the the past and, and, and knowing the, the things that have subconsciously impacted 
you know, your thoughts and beliefs and ideas about yourself, about your value, um, about, about the world, being able to kind of see being able to kind of see um, all of those things very clearly and having this opportunity to have um, to utilize what you feel um, and be able to kind of like temper and and shift your emotional responses to to fix and to do right by yourself um, quite honestly there's also going to be a trine, a very, (coughs) (coughs) sorry, another sextile, a loose sextile to, um, to Saturn. I'm sorry. Why is it saying it's a, yes, a loose, um, sextile to Saturn. Um, in which, you know, you have an an opportunity, you know, whatever your thoughts and ideas, uh, you know, an attitude in relation to, to self and, and, you know, the, the repressions, the things that you've held on to, you know, the, the really deep and, and intense emotional, um, depths that exists within you is going to set the tone for whatever it is that you're building um, in your life and for yourself. There's also going to be an opposition, a very loose opposition between Uranus and Mercury. And I think we talked about this before in terms of the kind of revisiting any might of shocking um understandings or 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 truths that you've kind of come across or that you found i mean it's mercury in in scorpio so you likely like searched for it and found it <laughs> that's another thing i'll say like if you want to look for some information you'll find it you know like don't go seeking shit to make yourself upset I think that's also another habit that pro- people probably need to learn to break. Like obsessing with like knowing that someone is doing something wrong. Like stop. Again, inflicting pain upon self when you don't need to do that. Anything that you need to know will naturally come to you anyway. Right? Um, and... Uh, Then there is another trine between... Ne- Ooh, that's cute. There's a trine between Neptune and Mercury. So, who it can... It's an opportunity to, to be imaginative. Um, I'd say be careful about... Especially if you're finding out information. Fabricating stories, fanata- fantasies, fairy tales to make something what you wanted it to be or to sound like what you want it to be or to like validate um some sort of narrative or story that you've kind of told 
yourself about something in particular and it may even be since neptune is is retrograde realizing that this story that you've told yourself is one that has been harmful you know and it's it's one that's been hurting you and it's and it's contributed to you holding on to things that you don't need to hold on to anymore and being able to like you know uh acknowledge that and so like a really big element of of this mercury retrograde is like personal responsibility and accountability to self you know and holding yourself accountable for the things that you say you do you know the things that you believe all of that shit and it's not it's not fun um trust and believe that um but it's necessary because this new paradigm, this new, you know, direction that, that you're being pushed into, it doesn't have time for excuses. It doesn't have time for all of this old, outdated bullshit and, and lessons that have, again, already been learned. Let it die. 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 Like, it's just like, that's enough. Like, why are you still talking to this person? Why are you still doing this? Why are you still, you know, it's just like, why? Why? Why are you so obsessed with holding on to this, right? And and I don't, and it's not in like a shameful way, but it's in a like, come on, <laughs> let's do something new. There are new horizons to go into. And I think a really big element of, you know, I think a really big element of things is it's it's about comfort and there are certain emotional frequencies that we kind of stay at that are very comfortable um because we've done them for so long um because they've kept us safe or they've made us feel safe and it's like no it's time to do something else mm, let's see mercury is in a perfect 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 little trine to the north node so again there is an opportunity to honor the emotional boundaries that you've created for yourself before and i definitely believe that you you guys can do it okay lastly the chandra symbol we're gonna do is 12 degrees um scorpio oops Let's see what they have to say. Mm-mm-mm. An official embassy ball. Group consciousness as it flowers at the highest level in cultural interchanges between representatives of the elite of the ruling class. At present, the largest unit of social organization is the nation. The symbol pictures the ruling class of such national holes displaying at least the superficial forms of a concern for establishing permanent relationships in peaceful cooperation. What is evoked is the value of meeting other people at the highest possible level of cultural interplay, i.e. in full dress, rather than with an everyday type of consciousness and behavior. In contrast to the natural spontaneity of the rescue operation shown in the preceding symbol, 
We have here the image of a ritualized display of power, prestige, and wealth. Real relationship has been made hierarchical and is institutionalized. Phase 222, that's the phase that, that this one is, ooh, synchronicity, tells us that this too is an essential feature in the development of rhythmic give and take in order to achieve global peace. Going back to the idea of, you know, there's a way that we're used to navigating life right um and we're just at a time in which personally and also collectively we've outgrown that and so like there's a a time it's a need we have to put on our big girl pants um and show up and show up completely show up the exact way um that we've been meant to this entire time um a way that we've kind of um I guess sold ourselves short of because it didn't it felt very uncomfortable but it's like being able to step into the totality of self is a really big and important theme uh for this mercury retrograde okay I hope this was helpful. It seems it feels very disjointed to me, but hey, whatever. I'm going to release another episode in a couple days. Um and we'll be talking about the rest of Scorpio season. Um, we'll be talking um, about Mars and Scorpio and some other important things that are going to be ha- galactic. Set. Who, girl, look, the rest of the month is about to be choo, 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 choo. I don't know if that made sense, but like it's going to it's going to be a lot. Um, but yeah, we will talk about the rest of Scorpio season and this change, uh, these really big, um, moments that are kind of coming up, um, as we honestly, again, tying up loose ends for, for 2020, we've made it y'all. Um, I think I already said this, but I'll say it again if I haven't already, it, 2020 is not a joke, you know, it, in terms of really big, like, in terms of like, there is going to be a change in the trajectory of the world in 2020, um, in the largest sense, in terms of countries, entire groups of people, but also on the very personal level as well. It's a and so it's like ninja training right now, and it's like okay, you're about to training is almost over, like we have to stop making the same stupid mistakes that we don't have to make anymore, like we have to do this thing, we have to stop doing this thing where we don't believe that we figured it out, that we don't believe and trust ourselves enough. You know, just in lots of conversations that I've had, like, people are, like, scared about what's going to happen in 2020. And it's, like, understandably so. It's going to be a very intense astrological year. It's going to be a very intense year, period. You know, we have an election in in our country and then things related to, like, Brexit and, you know, all of these different protests that are happening across the world. All of these different, like, wars and, you know, things that are just 
you know, shit is crazy in just about every fucking country, you know, in some way or another. And it, and it just feels and it seems like things are reaching a boiling point and they absolutely the fuck are. That being said, there is a solidness that we each have to have in ourselves. Um, there is the potential for a recession next year as well. And that I don't say that to, to, again, to scare people, but to be like, hey, like, let's just be aware that this is going to happen, um, you know, and, and, and be, and just trust that things are, are, are going to be okay and that we are each are equipped um, to deal um, and to survive. And, and to thrive on the other side of whatever is going to be happening, which is just, like, really intense, transformative shit. Okay. Um, if you would like to support, you can leave a tip. My PayPal is there. I think I added either my Venmo or my Cash App as, like, a potential tipping option as well. Um, you can always, of course, book a reading if you'd like still working on some exciting things i'm so excited um to to share with you all um some really cool things in the in the new year um if you're in dc um this isn't something i've shared before because like weird secretive scorpio rising things um I do the altar at the ecstatic dance dc space it is really awesome um, substance-free dancing, really great, amazing dance medicine space. Um, it is every Thursday. If you are interested in coming by, DM me and I can share more information with you. Um, is there anything else to share right now? No, I don't think so. Thank you so much for listening and supporting again. And remember, Nothing moves unless you do talk to you guys in a couple of days.